Uh, okay, do we want to do an actual like good sign off? What do I say? What do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, thanks for listening to the show. I'm Sweets. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to the, the the debut episode of the show show with Sweets and Slaney. We had so much fun doing it. We're going to do it every week, and uh, I'm thinking they're going to be released on Thursdays. They're probably going to be released on whatever day this one came out. So do the math. If you want, you can rate or review us on iTunes. Let us know what you thought, or you can tweet us at Show Show Podcast, uh, and we will see your tweets because we only have six followers. Oh, we have six followers? Yeah. How do we get those? Well, one of them's not you, for the record. You could follow us. (laughs) Okay, I will do that. I have your number so we can be best friends together. All right, so our sign-offs include never go outside and never trust Will Smith. You think so? Because I don't want to be concerned. If you read Catcher in the Rye at the right age fucking kidding me (laughs) two best friends that have lived together forever (laughs) we should be so fucking lucky right well it's not television yeah it's hbo that's that's right and that's why that's why they say that it was very troubling to me and i was already very cranky this morning for other reasons okay and so i was like fuck this did you love mary poppins when you were a kid because i loved mary poppins but she looks like someone who has had work done every single day uh-huh. for the last, like, 20 years. Half-naked dude. Six years from now, I could be looking at a picture of us right now, and I'd be like, I don't know, we were, like, 18, 19. <laughs> <laughs> we both have full have beards. No, <laughs> no concept. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Spoiler alert! From Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, here's Colin Sweets and Matt Slaney. It's a show about shows. Congratulations to you. Congrats to you, man. Thank you. You've come a long way. Two and a half years. You've pulled a lot more weight than I have in this time, uh, in the sense that you've bought all of the gear. <laughs> uh, you've edited the podcast. Sure. I've literally just showed up. That was like my thing for three years. Now I live right next door, right. basically. But it was who said that like 90% of the world's success just involves showing up? Uh, was it Woody Allen? Oh. <laughs> oh, he was wrong about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it was him. I think it was like Benjamin Franklin or somebody. Yeah, maybe. A little maybe bit more. Uh, With a little more clout? Yeah, a little more prestige. Or maybe it was like O.J. Simpson. Man, I bet O.J. Simpson at some point in his 60 or whatever years said something truly deep that is now lost in all of the... Oh, I guarantee it. In all the mess. Yeah. he was. A, did you listen to the Nick Kroll, Joe Rogan podcast where sure. they were talking about O.J. for a little bit? Yes. Yeah, that was all very funny and very true. Like, yeah, he was such a happy guy until, boom. Yeah, he, there's he been was. a couple of really good podcasts on channels that I don't always listen to. Like, did you listen to John C. Riley on Bill Simmons? I did. Yeah, that he gave Bill Simmons so much more than he gave Mark Maron a year or two ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know what that is. I mean, obviously, Mark rubs certain people the wrong way, mm-hmm. but I remember thinking, oh, this guy who we know from like Talladega Nights, yeah. Uh, and Step Brothers is no Will Ferrell. He like, was definitely way more serious than I thought he was going to be. a serious like, actor, but he's like so anti the commercialism of film art. Right. Did you see the picture of him? He was wearing like a black suit with a black vest and a black Stetson. Well, like this was his, I'm going to do the Bill Simmons podcast. That's outfit. bizarre. Cause you yeah. know, he's playing, he and Steve Coogan are doing the Laurel and Hardy biopic. Right. And together they look bang on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But serious actor. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's in that movie Sisters Brothers, which is supposed to be pretty decent. Uh, which which is it's not Paul Thomas Anderson. That western? No, it's a western movie. But it is what's his face? Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, every every week there's like a new thing about that uh, that Joker movie. I know. Do you hear like sounds? Oh, you rain? know what it is? You turned on your heat for the first time, didn't you? Maybe that's your uh, that's your baseboard heaters. Oh, hopefully people can't hear it. I, I doubt they can. I think I, I'm pretty confident. It's a hundred episodes, you know. Yeah, it's not a thousand episodes. You've earned being able to play your water heaters in the background. <laughs> yeah. We're tired of being cold on the <laughs> show. Show we've been freezing for two years. <laughs> yeah, and I never complain about being too warm. Yeah, never the, once. Yeah. <laughs> Three studios, a hundred episodes, hundred episodes, about six prep episodes that we lost before we actually got going. <laughs> yeah, that we. <laughs> Somewhere in the annals of podcasting are six episodes that we've completely sure recorded. I'm not sure I ever properly thanked you for your patience during that time because you made so many trips to my home. Well, again, I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's First of all, it's not like I come here to have the conversation with the express belief that if we don't release this out to the world, it's <laughs> unsuccessful. You're going to lose money. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was good stuff, man. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, we kind of just sat down and had a conversation about shows we watch. It was a conversation we were going to have anyway. We just recorded it. That was kind of the initial conceit of this podcast. And then I think originally we over-programmed it a little bit. Yes. Initially, we were like, we have to come up with this really strict format mm -hmm. to which we're going to stick every single week. Mm -hmm. And over two and a half years, right up until like in the last 10 episodes, the format gets looser and looser. Yeah. And now I feel like we're at this point where the shows that are on the hot seat they're almost secondary they're completely secondary we're just they're, they're an afterthought it's like oh do we have five minutes left well, right. let's just let's get <laughs> let's them done squeeze a couple shows in. yeah yeah but it's also important because that forces us to keep up with what is new and fresh that's right so if something comes up about a show if it gets renewed or if uh somebody gets a dui or whatever we're like oh remember <laughs> that guy from that thing right and so we uh, the other thing is we we talked about this recently uh we get to kind of decide who's an up-and-comer mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's something we like doing. We've occasionally like made the, some interesting predictions. Putting the chips in. Have Have you listened back and heard any predictions that we had that were way off base besides I, Hillary? I well, yeah, I and we can talk more about that mm -hmm. in a few minutes. But I, I did make a note of a couple of things we've said in the first hundred episodes <laughs> that didn't age well. Okay, and amazing. I just have for one one for each of us. <laughs> yeah, and mine is a little more embarrassing than yours. I think right. I said it one other time. Mine okay. was, I really said this on the podcast like 50 or 60 episodes ago. I hope we're never given a reason to hate Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that the Horace and Pete episode? It might have been. That must have been when we talked about it. It might have been that long ago. Yeah. 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 I said it very, like very, very earnestly. Like yep. it'll be fine, but gee, wouldn't that be a bummer? Yeah. And now here we are. And then a thing that you said that is is not as... Uh, hot button or as scandalous but is just as interesting uh i said uh man i gotta watch mr robot and you said oh man yeah you do that's the next game of thrones yeah yeah you're right that that did not age well doesn't age well it doesn't age past the second season and i said a similar thing i think about ozark yep and it's what makes me hesitant to say anything like that about barry which i know Game of Thrones, it's clearly, you know, a, 
a reality it's a, a genre specific kind of show anyway right. i just mean it's no the, it's not it transcends genre that's the that's the marvel of game of thrones that's right yeah you're right it should not be as popular as it is in the mainstream you're right but i mean i think i was saying that game of thrones was the next sopranos you know yeah. it's just the next massive show i, I thought that I mr robot is. was going to be the next right Game of Thrones the in that way that everyone was talking about it, but it did not turn out that way at all. No, and that's what's interesting is the very first episode of this podcast mm-hmm. was covering Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's probably only been like eight new episodes since a hundred episodes <laughs> of our podcast ago. Yep. Uh, but Game of Thrones is still the most anticipated series finale. I, I think we have going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in another hundred episodes, are there any podcasts that we've done thus far? that are still going to be going hard, that are still going to be like talked about. They don't even have to be like a big deal right now. Do you see anything coming out of the woodwork that we've talked about and becoming the next Game of Thrones? I don't know. Like shows that are existing right now or shows that yeah, are probably. Maybe... That's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, I do like, I'm hesitant about Barry. I think that could be a big one that we're talking about. I think yeah. Atlanta might be a jump off for That's a good one. Donald Glover to become the next Woody Allen with, yeah. without any of the weird family dynamic. Right. As far as we know. Yeah. He is yeah. a Mormon. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, Jehovah's Witness. His family is. Right. Okay. It's none of my business. No. Not me neither. The thing about, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about uh, Barry and Atlanta, and maybe I'm naive, but I give both creators the credit to call it a day when they should. Yeah. Uh, especially Donald Glover. Like, I see him just getting up one morning and being like, ah, I'm not going to do any more Atlanta. Totally. And it's been like two and a half seasons. Yeah. Uh, I think the same will happen with Barry. I think they'll know when to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things, I don't have the same confidence. Right. Now, I think Stranger Things does stand a chance of, of aging really well, especially since it's a period piece. Yeah. Uh, like Game of Thrones, I can see it becoming the big A-list mainstream Everybody's talking about it. Popcorn TV yeah. blockbuster. Uh, and I don't necessarily give them enough credit to call it when they probably should. I think they're going to push it too long. Yeah. I don't think Atlanta will do that. No, to the extent that, you know, you could see Donald Glover one day just deciding to hang up his his acting shoes and go live in the woods for three years. I can see it happening. Like, you know, he he's just one of those guys who could go any direction two more shows that are on right now and doing very well that i think are going to be on in another 100 episodes Mm -hmm. this is us sure yeah for better or worse yep uh and i also think killing eve because it's a network show it's doing pretty well it's got emmy buzz early on yep i like that call whether it stays good or not yeah uh it's gonna do well enough to to maintain a network audience people love killing eve yeah i'm kind of curious about it myself so am I. There was a, a couple episodes that while I was going through them, I thought like, you know, Patrick Melrose, that was another show where I was looking through the headlines or through episodes right. that we've done. I'm like, oh yeah, I never followed up on that one. Right. Why didn't I? Well, there's so much of that. And that's another inherent problem with the with the theme we have going now is mm-hmm. we say at the end of each show recap, whether or not it's worth watching. Yeah. And almost never do I watch the shows that I say are worth watching. Right. And I know that. Yeah. I know in the moment. It's well, such that it's almost like a coup when I say, 
I actually think I'm going to follow up on this. And even then it's only one in five where yeah. I do. <laughs> Anna at work gets so mad at me because she'll ask if I've watched a show and I've always watched at least the first yep. episode. And I say, I, I watched the first episode and she'll just throw her hands in the air. Like, <laughs> well, are you going to watch more of it? Well, like, she well, understands that that's why you watch the first episode of everything. I know. If not, your answer would be no. What's it about? No, I haven't watched insatiable. Yeah. Which I had to look back and figure out what Insatiable was. It's funny you should mention that. I've devised a little quiz. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to list a bunch of shows that have been fixtures of the show show in the last 50 episodes. Amazing. Not the last 100. In the last 50, I want you to tell me what these shows were about. Okay, amazing. Vida. Okay, that was the Spanish family, the young professional girl moves back. After her grandmother dies with That's her correct. sister who... Safe. Okay, I think I looked that one up. All right. Uh, was that the Michael C. Hall one? Yep. I had to I had to do the exact same thing before this episode, though. I had no idea what safe was. I, this goes back to my constant nitpicking about titles. Yes. That title sucks. Brutal title. Yeah. And I said the same thing about Insatiable. Yes. Because right. it's just a word. Right. It has nothing to do with even the story. It's like his daughter's not safe because she gets kidnapped. That's right. Uh, the Rain. Yes, I do remember The Rain, and it's only because we stumbled upon it on Netflix the other day. Like, okay. It was one of those Netflix is advertising it on the upper half of the of the page. And it's not an English show, right? It was, no, it was it, German it, or something. It's, yeah, it's like a German or Norwegian or Scandinavian show, and it's that one about the uh, brother and sister in the bunker and the acid rain has like wiped out humanity. Are you sure you're not thinking of Lost in Space, the reboot of that, which <laughs> yeah. I actually really enjoyed? No, I'm positive. It's it's that one where the girl gets like pulled out of school by her mother cuz her dad has caused this like acid right. rain to come right. down. Right. Yeah. 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 That was dumb. But another one that I like just by chance happened to figure out. Counterpart Yes, the J.K. Simmons show. That's right. I, I, I wouldn't have remembered that one. Actually a great pilot, though. Totally a great pilot. And I was trying to think the other day, what was that J.K. Simmons show <laughs> called? And that jogged my memory. I don't think you'll get this one. Okay. White Gold. Okay. Another one. Yet another one. <laughs> that while so I you've was, gone through the list. I was going through the list. But I, it, you're, I had every exact instinct as you of like, what was that show again? Yeah. It's amazing to me that like I spent an hour of my time like really uh, scutinizing these shows and then chatting about them with you and then forgetting and then everything about it completely releasing them from my brain like I can't tell you what happened in that actual episode wasn't it a uh, sales guy it was like a window and door sales guy in yep. England the guy who was in um, gossip girl gossip girl yeah he's yeah. the guy who got uh, accused with uh, raping somebody oh yeah. yeah was that after the fact or before uh, that uh, yeah and I think white gold won't come back as a result <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Uh, powerless. You probably remember powerless. I actually don't remember powerless. Really? And I don't. Oh, powerless. Yes, that was the uh, the Marvel one. No, it was actually DC. Okay, I don't know if it was on the CW. I actually think it was on like ABC or something. NBC. Yeah, it was Vanessa Hudgens, and they lived in a superhero and world. Danny Pudi. Yeah, but they didn't have superpowers. Did they work at like an advertising agency or something? Yeah. I think you thought they were going to work at like an industrial insurance company, which I think would be a better premise right. in a world where buildings are constantly getting yeah. toppled. That's a right. better storyline. Uh, lovesick. Do you remember lovesick? Uh, I 
right? Don't remember <laughs> Lovesick. Lovesick we did uh, in tandem with, with Love. Love. Yeah. Uh, it was a British show about like an awkward guy and there was like a wedding. And that's all I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Babylon Berlin. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Terrible title. I, looking through that, I can't believe that there was any hype around that show at was all. Was there? And it, well, I don't know. It was it, it was a big budget show that I kinda takes put it, place in like yeah, 30s Germany. I put it in the same uh, mental slot as McMafia. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. Like I remember watching that one. It doesn't stump me, mm. but it's the same pointless drama. At least McMafia has a name that you're not confused about. No, I think I was confused about well, it. I think it was a stupid. I think that was a big part of the podcast was talking about why they called it McMafia. But it's it's memorable at least. For instance, it's not like dark. Dark. Like McMafia could have easily been called dark. Yes. And made sense of it. So many shows could be called dark. Yeah. Now I have one more. Okay. And I I don't remember this podcast. Okay. This is the only one where I I honestly cannot remember this ever being a show. A single thing? Better things. Better things. We did a podcast about a TV show called Better Things. And it, who else was, what was the other show? Or we was did that? it in tandem with Difficult People starring Billy Eichner. Right. But I don't remember Better Things at all. Better Things. Yes, I do. It was uh, Pamela Adlon's show. Oh, yeah. Better Things was good. It was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Go watch better things, everyone. That's right. But it, weird name. I guess. Yeah. You got to think more about these titles. Yeah. We should have thought more about the show show as a title. We definitely should have. Because it's you know what? I, did you go ahead and, and search the show show on Apple today? Yeah. And see all of the results that come up and not ours. You literally have to type in the show show with Sweets and Slaney. You can just type in Sweets and Slaney and you'll get it. Okay. Um, which is good, but yeah, the show show, there are so many, there are other things called the show show with, yeah. you know, Jared and, and Suzanne <laughs> and, um, there are lots of things that just have the word show in their title. So you like right. you trigger everything that has show. It's yes. just a mess. Here's a question. If you had to do a podcast about anything else beyond star Wars, what would it be? Well, uh, just to nitpick your question, I don't think I would even do a Star Wars podcast if my brother wasn't so passionate about right. it and yeah. so knowledgeable about it. I like doing a show with my brother, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a fan of Star Wars, but no one's a fan of Star Wars like my brother. Right. And so I'm happy to, to like you, you, you talked about how I kind of like anchor this show. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily true. Ross anchors the other show. Right. Like he's, there's no Star Wars podcast. You're his Chewbacca. I am totally. <laughs> <laughs> That is entirely true. I am, yeah, I'm not even uh, Tarkin. I'm the next right. guy after Tarkin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. We talked recently about how I think there should be a way to incorporate food into podcasts, but chewing is an issue. Right. And I'm also not a food passionate. I think like that's me thinking of the people in my life who would be fun to do a podcast with, mm-hmm. which is to say uh, my girlfriend Becky who loves food and knows a lot about food. Like that seems like a thing that she'd be good at. She and I have talked about doing a podcast about Disney's the weekenders. Okay. Called living for the weekend. Sure. We put it out on Fridays and we just recap an episode of Disney's the weekenders. Yep. Every single. And end it with later days, obviously. Of course. Yeah. And we always make pizza on, 
on Fridays. So like we could have pizza while we talk about the weekenders. <laughs> That's a great idea. There's a part of me that wants to do that. The other thing is like servers it, cost money. You can't just have a, you're not Matt Myra. You can't just have a podcast every time you think something is cool. Right. That's true. But, but that's not costing you money. Yeah. The SoundCloud page where we host this podcast costs like $150 a year. <laughs> right. I forgot about this aspect of it. Yeah. So not only have you produced and bought all the gear, you've also paid exclusively paid for, for the, the SoundCloud server. page, yeah. Yeah. which is 150 bucks a year. Yeah. Something so, like that. So you've paid uh, close to $400. To be fair, I want to have uh uh, like a dialogue studio in my house. Right. So that's not just for the, yes, the show show and the other podcast. You always talk me out of feeling guilty, but I'm not sure you should. Well, if you want to help out with the server costs, I won't say no. Okay, sure. But don't feel bad about me owning gear that we happen to use. Well, that's fair. I, I'll help out with the with the server costs. I know I've threatened that before, but I actually will. <laughs> threatened that. <laughs> I will this Christmas. Okay. Server money's coming your way. That'd be great. That's sweet SoundCloud cash. Thanks, buddy. There's been a couple of times where SoundCloud has threatened to die. Right. And I'm like, no. Now, I do have a backlog. I've got a hard drive with all of our episodes. Yeah. So I guess I could just upload them somewhere else. Because it has to be hosted. Like, in order to get it on Apple Music, it has to be hosted somewhere first. And then yeah. Like- and so you can do it on, like, Squarespace or you... Like, what, what, I've, what I've found is that there is no place... And this is amazing to me. There is no place where you can upload unlimited audio for free for free and get an RSS feed that you could submit to iTunes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's kind of amazing. In a world where there's so much that you can get for free. Well, you yeah, you can that. upload as much YouTube content as you want. True. But they can't give you an audio RSS feed. Right. I don't know why. Now, I heard Spotify is doing Spotify podcasts. I wonder if you can yeah. host there and then I don't know. Like a, with a non-premium subscription. I think our podcast is on Spotify. Oh, I think cool. it gets syndicated once it's submitted through iTunes. It gets syndicated to like all the big pod servers. Right on. Do you think there's anyone out there that has listened to all 100 episodes? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, me. I've listened to all of them. Yeah. You? Yeah. Maybe Becky? Uh, yeah, maybe. Pretty, <laughs> okay. pretty close anyway. She's really on it. That's and I great. have a couple of friends. I have two or three friends who are super hardcore supportive. Right. Um, I don't know if they would go all the way back to like the first 20, sure. but they've been on it for a long time and awesome. I, and I love that. In fact, one of them asked me today, when's hundred coming? Oh, nice. Like, oh, it's coming. Oh, this is hundred. <laughs> should be here. Really? Yeah. That would be nice. Oh yeah. We should have got uh, guests. We should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. We have once all we, these guests. Once we have that third mic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Don't enable me. Right. I Sorry. just bought a new stove for Christ's Sorry. sake. Sorry. Uh, okay, what other things did you come up with? Because I've got, well, I came up with a list of nominees for some of the greatest show show moments in the first hundred episodes. Okay, but it was really hard to do that without listening to 150 hours of content. That's right. Um, so I just kind of had to pick and choose a couple. Okay, uh, and you tell me if you think these are are worthy. Do you have any of your own as well? The I have one. Oh, just one. Just one that I'm like, yeah. I I just I chose it as biggest moment. Okay, why don't you save that? Why don't we go through some of mine and see if I hit on yours? Yes. Uh, The original Never Trust Will Smith. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm not quite sure how that came up. I think it was, I don't think we'd be proud of it. I think it was like, I think we were riffing on, we were ragging on. Scientology? No, that would be easy. I I thought that's (laughs) what we were ragging on. I think we were ragging on polyamory. I think we were saying that his relationship felt like a sham. And we're like, never trust Will and Jada Smith. 
Right. Um, yeah, it might have come out that way. I think it did. I stand by <laughs> it, by the way. But right. I'm more open-minded about relationships. Now. About polyamory. <laughs> uh, this was an early one. Uh, when I realized that the name Suits, the TV show, was a double entendre. Right. That was a big moment That was for me. huge. It means two things. Yep. Amazing. It's the greatest name of any TV show. It's a re- Well, and we're talking about names. You can have a one-word title as long as it encapsulates your show. That's right. That's fine. Now it could just be called the show Meghan Markle was on. That's true. Ex-princess. Another nominee, uh, when we recommended everybody check out this little show called Stranger Things. We gave a little boost to a thing called Stranger Things uh, before anybody was on it. Great call. Great call. And I think that might have been you that said to me, hey, there's a show called Stranger Things. We should watch it. it I think it might catch on. And it's really one of the... It's a top 10 show of the decade, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of impact. We were telling people, I think, that week, like in person, oh, you yeah. got to watch that show. Yeah. It's really good. And now it would seem preposterous to say that to yeah. somebody. I remember the first time Game of Thrones was recommended to me. Yeah. And I was in radio school. It was a long ass time ago now. Totally. But I was like, I like Lord of the Rings. And he's like, yeah, but you don't have to like Lord of the Rings. Like, just check it out. It's like really great. Yeah. And now it seems crazy that yeah. someone would have to say that. Yeah, it took me like five years to actually get Jen to watch it. She was so anti, like, I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones. I don't want to do it. This is my favorite one. I think this is, you're not going to agree with me. I think this is the best, this is my favorite show show moment. Okay. When Slaney appeared to not know the difference between (laughs) Viggo Mortensen (laughs) and and Liam Liam Neeson. Neeson. (laughs) And you didn't seem to know that Aragon and uh, Oscar Schindler were different actors. (laughs) That was no, my favorite I, you moment in the show. But I did not think that Viggo Mortensen was on... Lord of the Rings. You thought it was Liam Neeson who played Aragorn. Aragorn. I thought they were... I knew that Viggo Mortensen... If you asked me what Viggo Mortensen had done, I would have said he was in Lord of the Rings. But then I started confusing characters and started thinking that Liam Neeson was indeed in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I also thought that I was misconstruing... Originally, I thought that Liam Neeson was Oscar Schindler, and he was. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. And then I talked myself out of it, right? And then I felt stupid and talked like I felt stupid and talked myself out of it. Like that's not Liam Neeson, yeah. And it was Liam Neeson. It's like long. when you're spelling a word that's such a basic word, and yes. you start staring at it, and you're like, "Is that how you spell shouldn't?" Did it, yeah, yeah. Did I spell this right? Right there. Right. Yeah. So what is yours? I didn't hit on it, I guess. No, you didn't. Okay. Uh, it's the Trump election. That's another one I thought about putting down to. We brought up, and it was the first time that I went back, and I clicked it, and I kind of like accidentally clicked it, and heard your hilarious pre-roll, where you're basically like, hey guys, listen. So we didn't know. We just did this podcast, <laughs> and it was last night, and there's such an air of seriousness, yeah. and- like it was a dark day. It, yeah, and like darkness about it. Yeah. And you're almost like apologizing to the world for what happened, <laughs> although it was so far beyond your control. No, but I think that's the thing a lot of people felt. It was like this I was so naive. Yeah. And I think I got cocky. I think yeah. that's what a lot of like American liberals felt. If you want to listen to it, it's episode twenty two. It's the it is. it's the, the fresh, fresh prince, crown. actually. Fresh Fresh Crown. crown. Yeah. We did the crown and fresh prince. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. We we taped a podcast. The night of the election. Yeah. And when you came over, it already wasn't looking good. And apparently, I ma- yeah, you're right. And we kind of wrote it off. And right. apparently, I made a reference to uh, The Hillary Show, which you was did. a this show on Hillary Fresh Prince. Yeah. And you're like, man. And Slaney made a, a reference to something that happened in The Fresh Prince called The Hillary Show. And we know now 
that it's not going to be the Hillary show. <laughs> and it was just so serious. Looking back, like I can imagine listening to it at the time. There, you're like, yeah, he's. You're right. You're totally right. Becky but, and I were talking earlier tonight about how I occasionally have the ability to sit in my like in my silence. Yeah, and it it can't be done on real radio because it has to be freeform. Uh, but like in this room, for example, and and just like speak from my heart, which is yeah. actually a, a a good skill, I think. One hundred percent. Um. But if you're if you're not ashamed to upload it, there's value in that, which is how people get successful. Absolutely. Uh, but one, it was ages and ages ago. I think in like the 30s, uh, episode 30s. Uh, okay. <laughs> Stuart McLean died. Yeah. And you weren't able to come over for the podcast, and we weren't doing one that week. And so I thought, Slaney won't mind. You know, you were away. I think you were in like uh, Bahamas or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was really like moved and and shaken by the death of Stuart McLean, who is like a radio hero of mine, yeah. storytelling hero. And so I was like, Slaney won't mind if I just upload an anti-show show episode, just saying how I feel about Stuart McLean, and then I'll read one of his stories. And I'm actually very, very proud of that 40 minutes of audio. Well, that's the first show show that comes up if you search the show show. It has like 500 listens. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. That, I don't know why. That is the most popular one. Yeah, well, probably is. because it's lacking someone who has no talent and does no work on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. But. Well, the content was provided by like a great storyteller. That's true too. Um, but uh, I'm, actually, I'm proud of that piece of audio and not just because it, it did well uh, in terms of like... Commercially. Uh, yeah, commercial <laughs> uh, algorithms. But because if, if you listen to me talking, I haven't scripted it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like saying how I feel about Your a person I blue admire. Sky and-, and I don't think enough people do that. Yeah, that's true. And even on this podcast, it's fun to hang out or whatever. But like uh, sometimes we'll get into like a serious topic and then I'll be like, why are we talking about this? this mm-hmm. We don't have we don't have any clout. We shouldn't be talking about this when it's kind of nice to talk about something real with your friend. Totally. It's kind of nice. And sometimes I feel like my response in those conversations is like I'm so listening that I'm not formulating my own opinion. And I kind of just go, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. I know. But that's OK. Yeah, that's all right. Sure. You're the captain. I'm the Chewbacca on this podcast. And Are you I'm okay with that? Be... Are you at peace with that? Let's just say. I, that makes me the Han Solo. That's right. One time, I tell this story as much as I can because it drives Becky crazy. <laughs> um, one time, Becky said to me, I love you. And I said, I know. <laughs> and she gave me a look like, what? What was that? And I was like, what? That's Han Solo. And yeah. she said, well, you're not Han Solo. And that is to this day the meanest thing anyone's ever <laughs> yeah. said to me. You should never tell someone they're not, they're Han, not Han Solo. Solo. Let them believe they're Han Solo, but go back at them and tell them they have a little penis or something. Well, <laughs> that would have hurt less. Sure. Honestly, if she had told me that. Because <laughs> both of them are untrue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, if somebody if somebody's trying to be Han Solo, it's because they really needed to that day. And you shouldn't take it away from them. <laughs> that is... The, that. <laughs> that is the best quote that I'll ever hear from you. All right. If someone's trying to be Han Solo, it's because they really needed to be that day. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, I love it. Uh, on that note, uh, I don't have a whole lot more for like retrospect. What about, what do you think the worst show that we ever watched was? Oh, the worst show we ever watched. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had really given that some thought. Do you have any ideas? You know, I wrote down. My job, um, my memory. I wrote down Girl Boss. 
Yeah, but I can't. I can't in good conscience agree with that because I watched the whole thing. Oh, you did. You finished the. Season. I agree with you. It's not good, but <sighs> I did watch the whole season. I'm just trying to think. I was trying to look through shows and think about which got us the most riled up. Most recently was last week. Uh, Paradise PD got us pretty riled up. We really hated that show yeah, recently. We hated that. Uh, we hated the good cop. We hated the good cop. Well, I don't even know if we. I think we hated the good cop more than it deserved. You it think was, so? Yeah, it was like not good. But okay, yeah, you know, like whatever. Like Paradise PD was more offensive to me than than the Good Cop. Yeah. And this is all recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking through the list right now. We've done a lot of good shows. There's a lot of good shows on TV. Oh, you know what was really bad was that Kathy Bates um, disjointed. Disjointed. That was truly terrible. That was probably the worst show. I think that's coming Had back to too. The worst show. Rise was really bad. Rise really let me down. Rise was bad. Which is a network show. From Jason Kadams, who made like Parenthood, yeah, and Friday Night Lights, who I maintain is not a genius. Why do people say he's like the Aaron Sorkin of yeah. family dramas? That's like four shows that we have come together and had a good time just shitting on. Yeah, which is maybe more valuable than anything else. We always have a lot of fun doing that. Speaking of Josh Radner, uh, he just got cast in Grey's Anatomy. How long are they keeping this up for? I thought this was the last season. No. They're, they're, they have not indicated at all that they have any interest in shutting that show Are they down. just going to go new new style ER? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's been on the air longer than ER at this point. Really? I think so. Oh, my God. They're in season 16 of Grey's Anatomy. That's incredible. It is kind of incredible. I respect uh, Ellen Pompeo, but they're bringing on Josh Radner as her love interest. And Ellen Pompeo staying on? Yeah. I feel like Ellen Pompeo is... Closer to grandma age than mother age at this point. <laughs> no offense like, to Ellen, P- Ellen Pompeo. No, like, no. She was like 29 when the show started. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But she's just the Susan Lucci of primetime medical dramas. She's like... Right. She's she's the go-to. Yeah. Why not get paid? Right. I'm yeah, impressed. I would. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think of... When you asked me earlier, what's the worst show we've ever done... I didn't think you meant like what's the worst show we've ever watched for the show show. Oh, I could thought... have I could have more comprehensively come up with an answer to that. I thought you were asking me what's the worst podcast we've ever done. Oh, no. And I'm sure we've got some doozies, but I don't know how I would find that. We d- Yeah, we definitely do. But you're not going to see the title and remember that that was a really bad podcast. At least I wouldn't. That was my problem with trying to find highlights, too. Yeah. Because like so little of the show is actually talking about these shows. Right. It's just us having a good moment somewhere else. And forgetting who Liam Neeson is. And forgetting. That's 90% of it. That's right. Um, best show. So I said Atlanta sticks out. The Good Place sticks out. Leftovers sticks out as kind of like some of my favorite. The Good Place is go-tos. another one I think we caught pretty early. Like we sure it, did. It had been on a little bit. No, but it, it was on for a full season. Yeah, that's right. It was on for a full season, but it didn't catch the Netflix wave yet. Yeah. And so it didn't really become this like little cult thing yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we get a little bit of credit for being ahead of the curve on the good place. I think so. Yeah. yeah. How's season three, by the way, is it done? No, there's only two episodes out. Oh, great. Episode three is on tonight. I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm almost done season two. Okay. I dragged my feet a little bit on that. You liking it? Yeah. yeah. I was talking about it with Becky. Like I find, I find the format of it a little bit confusing sometimes because it's technically a sitcom, but it's completely not a sitcom formatically at all. Right. Like this this serial component to it where it, so many sitcoms, even sitcoms with like running storylines, Jim and Pam eventually get married and have kids. Um, shut up, Siri. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Uh, 
over time they develop the characters. Yeah. But in the office, there is still a contained beginning, middle, and end of every story. Like there's some kind of like rambunction. That's right. There's rarely ever cliffhangers and there almost always is on The Good Place. The Good Place has cliffhangers every single time. It's just like every single episode is just the next 20 minutes of a never-ending movie. Well, which is fine to watch in binge form, but on sitcom, like on, on a network week by week must be infuriating. Well, Mike Sher was saying he wanted it to be like he was talking to J.J. Abrams and he wanted it to be like Lost. I get that, but Lost, even Lost felt like it had... Uh, isolated uh like episodes because right. each episode was dedicated to a different person's backstory mm-hmm. so you could distinguish a jack episode from a sawyer episode right whereas this just they all run together yeah that's fair and you don't like that i don't know that i am i'm super used to it even the bingeability of it like you you're waiting until an entire season that is helps done and then watching it that really helps yeah yeah i i like all the characters i like the comedic sensibility I just don't get the flow of it. I'm not mm. sure I'm I, I'm used to the flow of it. The other thing is like a season happens over the course of like three days. Yeah. And so it's very hard to get an idea for, there was the last season of How I Met Your Mother, speaking of Josh Radner, it all takes place over like 18 hours right. and you just don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much activity. Just too much. Too much. So that's definitely one that stands out. You're right. Yeah. Right. And honestly, uh, did you say This Is Us? I know. I, I didn't say This Is Us because I don't, because I just haven't, it's a show that I haven't finished. I know I give that show a lot of credit that it doesn't need. It's mm-hmm. fine. But that is like, that is one of the best network dramas one in a very cool TV show. Very long time. You're right. It's a special show. If you had to ask me, like, shows mm-hmm. that are doing super well, both commercially and, um, through uh like critically it's destructive yeah it's great it's destructive it is killing yeah yep totally um biggest full season letdown oh like um, is there a show that you've watched a full season of and realize at the end of the season uh that wasn't good maniac i was i have maniac (laughs) written down right here maniac was just such a drop off and i should have known from like episode three because episode three i was like uh Okay, yeah. fine. What happens next? Uh, yeah, episode two was interesting, and then it got so weird. Like, yeah. I found myself forcing myself to watch it. It feels, what I said to you the other day was it feels smug. It feels like it's it feels like it's above TV and movies, and it's just not. No, I don't even get that vibe. I don't think it feels smug. I think it doesn't know what it is. Yeah, that could be. Like, it's trying to be three different things. Well, if, if it's the trying simple... to be a combination of, like, Inception and um that's a good pull god like i don't know like inception meets some sort of mental black like drama yeah 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 but honestly like black mirror because um it recycles the same cast over and over if the simple premise was just look these two are soulmates and every time they go into some psychosomatic uh a delusion they dream up some nether world yeah if every episode was just a little short film yeah. starring these actors as slightly different people yeah that's a premise i get and i'm intrigued by but there's this whole other thing with sally field and justin it, Thoreau. It, that part didn't have to exist at I all just don't care they they dedicated like 40 percent of the show to that yeah and it was not important i'm here for jonah hill and emma stone and at the end of it yeah you don't care about what happened with justin thoreau and it seems like another weird decision that justin thoreau has made after the leftovers which is one of the best shows of all time in my opinion yeah and then he did that that movie mute 
too. So he's coming off the mute Netflix movie where he plays another kind of like weird doctor guy. Yeah. And then he goes into this where he plays kind of a weird doctor guy. Right. Come on, he, buddy. He wrote Tropic Thunder. I know. It's easy to forget. Yeah. The best episode of Maniac was the one where they, with the coat store and the lemur. Yeah. That was the best one. Everything else pales in comparison. Had the most levity. You're right. Yep. You're right. And uh, the other one, I said maybe American Gods. Oh, I disagree. It's oh, no, that's the one that, that kind of fell down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, yeah, that's right. Like I watched, I think, three episodes and by, or maybe like four or five. And it by the fifth episode, I'm like, deal. what is happening here? It was supposed to be this like big thing. And now you don't hear anything about it. No, and it's coming back. But I think they is it had like back? a cast shakeup. Like I think they had yeah. like Mr. Friday. Is that his name? Yeah. I forget. One of the main guys is not in it anymore. Gotcha. So that's kind of a problem. But speaking of Neil Gaiman, uh, the first trailer for Good Omens came up last Did week. it? Yeah, it looks so they're, cool. They're finished. I, I was wondering, I'm, and I hope that's not going to be like American Gods at all. I hope this is going to be something that we can Neil Gaiman is really interesting because he, he doesn't stick to a genre at all. And I don't know Good Omens that well. I'm kind of curious to read the book. I think I will because uh, I have a copy around here somewhere. But uh, it's it's not the same uh kind of tone Style, as American yeah. Gods at all. And he wrote it with Terry Pratchett, who was very fantastical and comedic in his writing. So maybe that kind of lends it levity. Yeah. I know when people are asked, what's your favorite funny book? They'll often say, good omens, that it's laugh out loud funny, which is just not something you expect of American Gods, right. which in many cases is, is called Neil Gaiman's masterpiece. Right. But I don't think we should expect the same thing from, from good omens in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and who is it? John Hamm and... Uh, te- uh, tenant David Tennant, I think he's in it. Okay, and some other fella. Okay, yeah, some cool. other lady. Yeah, some, some other, other fella, some yeah. other lady, and some other guy. Yeah, they're all in it. That's, I think fella uh, is a word that people should say more. I think so people stopped saying fellas. Hey, fellas. Sure, fellas. Yeah, I said the other day that like when guy. Some, yeah, I I call myself a guy. Yeah, if someone asked how I identified. You know, man seems a bit, uh, <laughs> seems a, lo- a little lofty, a, a little li- ambitious, a little lofty. Like yeah. I, you know, I, anytime I hear man, I just kind of picture like a, a lumberjacky dude building his own house in the woods. Right. I'm like, I don't know. You don't feel like a man. What are you lacking to become a man? You have land. Yeah, you're right. I have land. I have a fiance. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe once I have a kid, I'll be like, I'm a man now. I don't know if that's how it works. I went from a guy to a man. I think a lot of people have kids and they're like, man, I still feel like a kid. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I made the transition from boy to guy. Yep. Maybe that was just the beard. Boy to guy. When would, I have a beard now. You haven't you said do. anything about my beard. Well, yeah, it's because I've, I think I've seen it before, isn't it? Is this its first It is. It. Well, I, I'm not going to pretend that I have a good beard. Sure. Do I have a good beard? You have a, you have a consistent, like... Like uh, chin strap, but like you don't have. Hey, whoa! No, it's it's more than a chin strap because it's you get the full coverage underneath. underneath the goatee is very full. The chin. I just be careful with the term chin strap because it sounds really. You're right. Really it's it's sorry. It's it's not thin. Yeah. It's not thin. It's like a full, full beard under. I don't. I can't get hair on my cheeks. You can't. It doesn't happen. I want to. Right. And but so this is this is this is like the full beard that I am capable of. Really. Yeah, but it's pretty thorough, man. It's like it has uh it's it has liftoff. <laughs> it totally does. See the mustache there? Yeah. 
you know what this is about? This is uh, uh, Halloween is coming up. Okay. And I don't know why I said that like Norm Macdonald. Like, you know what? This uh, is, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you ha- what. Halloween. Fella. Halloween. Um, and I, I don't like to, to put makeup on my face. I don't like to wear wigs. I hear you. Becky really likes like couples costumes. She likes that idea. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I'll cooperate because it makes her happy, but I'm not going to like wear makeup or put on a hat. Mm-hmm. And so she decides we could go as Bob and Linda Belcher and from Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. And the way around me having a fake mustache is having a real mustache. Right. So I have to grow a beard for the month leading up to. And then cut everything And then have a mustache because I can't just grow a mustache. Sure. That's own. cool. Yeah. I like that. And I like that way of getting a mustache, which I happened to do accidentally in August when I went to my friend's uh, wedding. Did you have a mustache at that wedding? He. That's the, confidence. I'm the, very impressed by that because well, one time I had a pretty, pretty sizable beard, and I shaved. I was shaving it off as you do, like in portions, yeah. and then you get down to the mustache, and you're like, ah, kind of, it's kind of fun. And it, then the next morning, I shaved the mustache. I'll tell you, it was not confidence. Okay. I was dead set against it, but he. He said he wanted everyone to have a mustache for his wedding. Oh, that's cool. So most of us, there was like seven guys that were staying at that kid, at that like adult camp. Yeah, but that's, then you don't need confidence. You have an army. That's, that's, that's right. what made Movember a thing. That's is, why I didn't really I'm not care. A, I'm not alone in this. We all look ridiculous. And, and my mustache was completely full. You know what? Like even more than American Gods and Maniac, mm-hmm. Movember really took a hard nose dive. Did it ever. Like I used to raise a thousand dollars for Movember. You were super into it. Yeah. There was always like one guy in every I wrote Moems. That's right. They're mustache related poems. That's to right. Anyone who would donate. Uh I think you wrote me one. I bet I did. Sometimes yeah. those come up in my memories in November. Really? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh yeah, you took it very seriously. There's one guy in like every every crew mm-hmm. who was really into it and for the right reasons. Right. Uh and then it stopped being trendy, and so too did the charity. Right. You know? Yeah, which is too bad. It is kind of too bad. But it was also asking too much of men every November. It's hard to keep something like that yeah. going Yeah, it's, it's not strong. pleasant. Yeah. And so they have these galas, and there's some guy who like can grow a really great waxy handlebar mustache, and you're yeah. like, ugh, I tried. You're like, I guess you're the star. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on the cancer thing. <laughs> Um, most anticipated next season of a show is without question Barry. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Game of Thrones. Oh, you just mean for the world? I mean broadly. Yeah. yeah. Broadly is Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's. I think that's the most anticipated like se- final season of a show ever. Yeah. I, and and partly because they built it up that way, and the mm. media has completely fed into that. That's Every right. little thing they're so happy to blog about. Mm-hmm. Friggin' Maisie, whatever the hell her name is, sneezes, and they're like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> Spoiler alert, we think we found out the end of uh, Game of Thrones by Maisie Williams' sneeze. She gets allergies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about Game of Thrones in the first ever episode, and we were talking about how it seems like George R.R. Martin is stalling to to finish that last book. Yeah. Because it would be the ultimate nerd troll thing for him to do like it was the it would be the ultimate dissatisfaction to kill the series and not the characters yeah and there is something to that and then we talked about how it would be more interesting if he were to die in the way of one of his characters yeah (laughs) i don't i don't remember that conversation but that's amazing we had a whole conversation well we had initially he just got his eyes burst out through the back of his head by a giant we, we had initially conceived in the podcast having uh, a finale segment where we would 
uh, try and create a new show. Okay. Out of, oh, the, yeah. out of the fodder that we had created. Right. And so at the end of the first episode, we had discussed it might be kind of cool if there was a, sh- a show that took the dead characters from Game of Thrones yeah. and made them characters on The Walking Dead. They could be zombies on The yes. Walking Dead. There could also be like a investigative cop drama investigating the death of George R.R. R. Martin. Right. Who happened to die in the way of his characters. Right. Which, by the way, great Ryan Murphy show. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It's the, all there for you. Yeah. You'll just take 10%. This is a dumb podcast. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I think it's great. This is episode 100. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the ride with us. That's right. It's fantastic. It's been a good ride. time. So uh, do you want to do some news? Do you want to go over like- Let's what, go over what, some news. Are you good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. So that's uh, Alfred from Atlanta. Okay, yep. Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. That's eleven from Stranger Things. I know, I know Millie Bobby Brown. You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah she's a big deal. Uh, the two of them together are going to star in Godzilla versus Kong, and I think this is a misstep. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's an important thing. for Already, of them this feels to like do. a movie. People are going to be like, "Oh yeah, that was a thing." Right. Oh, that's out this weekend. Uh, which, by the way, is how everybody feels about Venom. Like people yeah, who go to see all the popcorn totally movies. Totally right. Like I, I, six months ago, I would have thought Venom was going to be like a huge deal. We talked about it and thought that it was. A weird move, but maybe this was going to be like a, you know, a really kind of dark, cool move. But then you watch trailers now and there's no way that it's that. It also tanked critically. Yeah. Here's my other hot take. And I think this is a a bit of an unpopular opinion. Tom Hardy is not as charismatic as people say he is. You know what I think? He's not that good. You know what I think Tom Hardy's biggest strength is, is speaking as little as possible in like most of the movies he's in. Right. Which makes him not that versatile. No, he's just like kind of mysterious. He's handsome and he's buff. Yeah. And he's been in a couple of good movies. Sure. But but I don't know if he was, he he was the reason, he's not the reason Inception is amazing. No, he's very small in Inception. He's a small in Inception. Even Batman Begins, or Batman Begins. Dark Knight Rises. uh, Dark Knight Rises is Bane. He doesn't speak that often. And what was the one, the most recent Christopher Nolan uh, World War Two one where he has the mask over oh, his face yeah, the whole time. Oh yeah, he was in. Uh, that's right. The the yeah the Harry Styles movie. Three movies that are that are big like yeah. blockbuster movies where you don't get a whole lot of Tom Hardy, but people classify Tom Hardy as an A list. But that's a good point. I think I think I have to blame Christopher Nolan for some of this for like shoving him down our throats. Maybe they're buddies and that's cool. Yeah. But it's created this illusion that he's got movie star potential and he does not. No. He's a, a Christian Bale. He is not a Christian Bale. He is exactly. But that's another thing is like a lot of people will like to say that like Tom Hardy is this like chameleon. Yeah. And no, right. Then he's a great guy. Yeah. What else has he been in beyond that? He was in a kind of a Western cowboy type movie, right? With, uh, I want to say lawless with Shia LaBeouf. Was <laughs> Maybe that, that could have been Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, speaking of superheroes, mm-hmm. James Gunn got himself a new gig. Okay. Do you know about this? Who's James Gunn again? James Gunn directed the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He got right. fired by Disney for the third one for right. some old, fairly off-color tweets he made years ago that yes. Disney, in fact, knew about, and it was pretty wrong, and That's it right. really backfired on them that they fired him, but they doubled down, and they agreed they were never going to hire him back because yep. they, they would have to eat crow. He just got brought on to write and direct Suicide Squad 2. Oh, yeah. Heard about that. Which is interesting because this first Suicide Squad was so... It's like we were talking about. It it's just a, doesn't matter. It's almost hard to come back from. Exactly. It is hard to come back from. It, I, Especially since there's going to be a new Joker now. Yeah. 
that is gonna it's objectively gonna be better than Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. We can say that with confidence now. And <laughs> maybe this won't age well by episode two hundred. <laughs> you can say uh, that now at this point, but it just seems like it's got so much more of an aesthetic than I don't know Suicide what Suicide Squad. Squad was, and I saw it, and I don't know yeah. what it was. Never trust Will Smith, that's for damn sure. That's right. Good point. Uh, but James Gunn is a visionary, and he's a great popcorn filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad definitely tried to be funny, and he's a good comedic action uh, filmmaker. Yeah. So maybe he can. Maybe he's the guy to save it. I think it was a really good move on the DCCU people. That was smart. I think they made a really good call. Take uh, take someone who has been successful in making a superhero, and movie also and... people want to see him be successful. Right. Yeah, that's that's another good point. People are already cheering on Suicide Squad too. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I think the, I th- I give it a ten percent chance of success. Ten. Ten percent chance. That's low. I know. For Margot Robbie's also movie? still doing a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Yeah. Will that be like the Wonder Woman? To I don't know. No. Nope. I don't. I don't really trust that. Nope. She's also playing Barbie. Yeah. From Warner Brothers. They're doing. They're finally doing this Barbie movie. And is it going to be ironic? Is it going to be like a, a Jump Street situation? Mm, I don't know. I think who's who's doing it? Who's directing and writing it? Do we know? I don't know. But it's been attached to a bunch of different people. It was attached to Anne Hathaway at one point, but then it was attached to Amy Schumer. And so, like that is what indicates right. to me that it's going to be ironic More comedy. And it's not on her anymore. Now it's Margot Robbie who goes both directions, mm-hmm. but. I'm interested if it's laughing at the concept of doing a Barbie movie. Right. Which I think you have to do. I don't, how do you even do a Barbie? Is it going to be like real life or animation? I think it's real life. Really? I think it's live action. Oh, God. I think that I had, I had uh, a brief moment when I was watching Maniac where I thought Emma Stone, if she played I, Tanya, probably would have won an Oscar. Well, I think we all felt that about that, that fur coat episode. Yeah, it was it was just playing Itanya. Okay, that so that's where it came from. Yeah, she she does a great Long Island accent, and I think could murder. That said, I found her pretty flat throughout the show. I found Jonah Hill way better. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. Well, she was just very unlikable too. She was. It's hard to get behind. I didn't think she was that layered. Like her story, like the the thing with her sister is really good, but like in the in the kind of like Tolkienian episode they did yeah. with like the elves or whatever, I thought the sister was so compelling. I was like, I got to see more of this actor. She's great. She's so great. Well, in, in all three things that we've seen her in so far. The Americans and Ozark. Her big thing is Ozark. Yes. I got to learn her name because mm-hmm. this is going to be the thing. But that she was well. huge in, in the Americans. Like I'm like, she is, like I said, that, that was one of the most recent, this girl is going to be a star people. Yep. Is her? I yep. don't even know her real name. Uh, well, I think we're going to, and that won't age well. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> the fact that we don't know her name. Oh but, God, you're right. We by two hundred, we're going to be like, it's so silly we couldn't remember her name. Yeah, it's the equivalent of us talking about Emma Stone right so now. So much so that we're going to be able to play this clip of audio then, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so meta. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be so meta. Sorry, stupid. I mean, sorry for being so stupid, future show show guys. You think we can do another hundred episodes in two and a half years? I don't know. What, what do you think? <laughs> you sure don't. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking like we, I think last time I brought up doing another hundred episodes, you were kind of like, nah. No, I'm not. I'm not closed off to doing another hundred episodes. No? 
No, I, what I asked was, can we do it in two and a half years? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. We didn't rush through this. We did not hit every single week. No, but 100 episodes in two and a half years means we really only took off every fifth episode, which is pretty true. good. True, yeah. Yeah, that is true. But you know what? The approach we've taken all along is let's just take it week by week. Yeah. You know, if there's something that there is that if we have something to talk about, then let's do it. I and feel if, good about this room. I'm feeling gonna, good about this room, too. We've do, had some good conversations so far. We're going to do 200 in this room. I think so, too. You mean 200 more? 200 more? Yeah. Oh, they... <laughs> and now we've got a clip for episode 300. <laughs> That's five years from now. Yeah. You'll, you'll be how old? I'll, I'm going to have couple couple babies running around oh, here. Oh, you're not going to come over here when you got babies? <laughs> oh, the babies will come with. Oh, okay. Co-hosts. Or I'll leave them we'll home have a bunch Jen. of mics. I'll leave them home with Jen. <laughs> or the robot nanny. Right, right. Jen, I got to go do episode 297 <laughs> of the show show. It's you have 12 kids. Stay home. I'll be like, I'm the major breadwinner now with all that show show money. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's maybe, what happens. Maybe that's what happens. We It takes until like episode 150 for us to catch on commercially. Mm -hmm. And then everybody already has this backlog mm -hmm. of not exactly woke stuff to go back and listen <laughs> to. Or maybe I come up with an idea where we rent out this room to other podcasts <laughs> for money. <laughs> Yeah, we could start like a little network. Yeah, an Airbnb for podcasting. I like that. Me and Becky could finally do our Weekenders podcast. Yeah. We could get that third mic. That has legs. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the Weekenders podcast. You would listen? You'd listen I to that totally podcast? I would totally You've never listened I, to my Star Wars I, podcast? Never once. You're right. And I should. Um, but I would guest on the Weekenders one, I think. Well, I'll get a third mic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. By that time. <laughs> Uh, You're right. I need to listen to the Star Wars one. I just wonder if it's too intricate. I feel like it might be too over my head. Okay, but that's the great thing about it is that mm -hmm. I play you. Right. That's the that's the point of the podcast is I'm you. Yeah. And I'm asking the questions you would ask the guy who knows. Okay. Sure. Uh, and we play lots of audio clips to help you kind of uh, ground yourself. The other thing is I write a super embarrassing theme song for every new season. Oh, okay. So nice. I've done like four or five of them now. Yep. And they're super embarrassing. <laughs> I love that. It's super cringy. Okay. Uh, and so what yeah. season are you on now? We're what? finishing up season four. Okay. So you're on the first prequel, finishing the first that's prequel. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. We got one more. That's yep. that's Recorder 66. That's my other So part. you're doing Attack of the Clones next. Yeah. Which is arguably the the worst. I think it's the worst. Some would say The Phantom Menace is, is worse, but I think Attack of the Clones is worse. I think so too. Yeah. I think I think that there's and I'm I've just a lot, lot of Mace Windu going on in that one. Yeah, I've just been rewatching The Phantom Menace, yeah. and so no question, there's some real shit in that movie. Yeah, but there's also a lot of stuff that really saves it, and there's a lot of imagination in that movie. A lot of yippee. A lot, there's more yippies than I thought. Yeah. There are three yippies in that movie. Really? <laughs> yes, two of them from Anakin and one of them from Jar Jar. Right. Three separate occasions, George Lucas was like, "The word for here is yippee." They're gonna say yippee. Yeah. yeah, I think the best way to convey their he's, attitude is He's yippee. so excited. He just says, yippee. <laughs> Ross says the the number one thing that could save the prequels, mm -hmm. that could save all three prequels a huge amount of grief, is to start Anakin a little older. If he's not yeah. nine, if he's 15, like yeah. Luke or whatever, yep. that would save the prequels a lot. I agree with that. Do you think that um, on the, the top, I was going somewhere with the yippees, uh, do you think that did George Lucas write all of the script? Yeah, he wrote all of it. Of those ones, yes. That's uh, part of the reason they're so bad. Yeah, 
Yeah. And he, d- did he write the originals as well? He wrote the first movie. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, but a, a, a lot of the success of the first movie and a lot of the quality of the first one is actually owed to a silent hero of Star Wars who was George Lucas's wife who edited the first Star Wars movie. Okay. She, she's an amazing editor. She has an Oscar he does not. Oh, okay. She saved Star Wars. Right. Without her, we would not have this enormous franchise. Oh, great. And then Lawrence Kasdan wrote the next two movies. Yes. And he's an amazing filmmaker. Right, obviously. Uh, he also wrote uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Then he was nowhere to be seen for the prequels. George did them by himself, right. which was a problem. Then Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams wrote The Force Awakens, oh, which is why you like The Force Awakens. Nice. And is Kasdan back for... He and his son wrote Solo. Oh, really? Which is not an amazing script. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But a cool father-son project. Yeah, definitely a <laughs> yeah. cool family business thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't there another thing in the prequels where they use wizard as yippee? That's so wizard, Annie. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, That's so does, wizard, Annie. That does ring a bell. Yeah. I'm not sure I heard that in this in, in The Phantom Menace, but... I think they right. say it in, in The Phantom Menace. One of I his think... little friends, his friend Kitster might have said that. I don't know. I'd have to double check for you, but I'm yeah. not going to. Okay, sure. I've seen enough I'll, Phantom Menace for this decade. I'll have to listen. Yeah. Please check it out. It's good. I will. I uh, will. I'm sorry I haven't to this point. No, that's okay. Uh, What's it called? It's called Recorder 66. Right. Order 66 is the is the Imperial decree that they kill all the Jedi. Right. And it's a recorded piece of audio. Mm-hmm. So it's called Recorder 66. Cool. <laughs> I like that. We just finished 100 episodes of the show show. A hundred episodes. When you think back on the amount of hours that we've spent together doing this, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I think about that like in context of our friendship. Like this is valuable. Like, totally. Like this is it's way more than a hundred hours of our friendship yep. on record. And we almost always walk away being like, huh, good stuff. Yeah, All I right. think so. See you later. We like, know a lot about what the other person likes. That's true. And we've never walked away from an episode being like, okay, well, fuck, whatever. <laughs> you know, I thought I was thinking about the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about the unique uh, definition of our friendship dynamic. Yes. Which is how yeah. it's, how insanely exclusive it is. And, and that's fine. But would we, if we didn't have this podcast... Uh-huh. Would I then have become closer with your friends and you mine likewise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I. It's it's hard to say. So we might just be acquaintances if not for this podcast. Like work buddies. Like, oh, did you see SNL? Like we were right. before. Well, I mean, I think, I think our friendship was solidified when we moved in together. Sure. We were definitely friends. We lived together. And then because that was a good experience and we kept working together and still do work together. I, I definitely considered you my friend, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know if I would have gotten into the nitty gritty with you. Right. You know what I mean? Well, Maybe you, when we live together, I would. You know what they say, and I think about this a lot, is you make most of your best friends by the time you're like 17 or 18. And if you don't have a best friend by then, then you're like kind of, as far as socially goes, like yeah. you might never have a best friend. Right. So in that context, I kind of think like if we move, if we both moved to Toronto, say, yeah. and it was just you and I, we would probably at that point be best friends. Yeah. But because we already have like our full social crews in other ways, like you have a, a core group of like four or five best friends. Yeah. It's like we're we're good friends, but it would take a whole lot of hanging out and a whole lot of like 
for a, a best friendship? Yeah, I don't even know if it's hanging out. It was. It would be co-experience. Yeah, you're it right. It would be like that's right. It would be like growing through something together. That's right. So like, I don't know if I totally agree with if you don't have a friend by your by the time you're 17, you're never gonna have a best friend. But you do have to find something to fundamentally relate to a person on, mm. which is harder to do when you're older. Yeah. Especially if you can then develop that into a real friendship that's not just founded on one little thing. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's why it's difficult to make close friends when you're adults. Um, because, you know, when you're a kid, you're just going through all these like hormonal experiences together. I think you and I are both really lucky yeah. to still have our uh, our adolescent friendship circle so intact totally and i always wonder you know if we moved away what would that be like and i think we've talked about that before uh, haven't your friends moved away some of them well some, mine yeah. all have and we're good oh really okay good i mean good. i still I, I'm, I still get neurotic about it sometimes yeah. and i do have you know one of my best friends has moved to denmark and you're right we're totally fine like we're totally still close it's still a best friendship when he comes back it's such a relief when they come back and it's even if you wouldn't necessarily expect otherwise it's just good to be to be reminded you don't skip a beat that it's you don't skip a beat it's so cool yeah Yeah. you're right you're right and so i think maybe you know maybe we start hanging out more often okay we're practically neighbors (laughs) this is how episode 100 ends (laughs) (laughs) me me proposing to you hang out more we become better you seem cool have a lot of shared interests that's right I mean, like but i i think as far as best friends go there's not a whole lot of secrets between us best friend is such an arbitrary thing yeah it's such a silly thing. but there's not much that we don't know about one another no that's true and here's the other thing uh all of my friends who are a part of that circle and know each other yeah are super aware that i have a really close buddy named slaney oh good yeah they, I, they're, I, I, they're all like uh like if we talk about like someday uh, getting married or whatever. Yeah. Like when you have your bachelor party, and you'll probably want to invite Slaney. Like that kind of thing always oh, gets nice. said. Yeah. Good. Good. And I, on the podcast, invited you to my bachelor party. <laughs> I said no. Which I think. <laughs> did I say no? I didn't mean to say no. Did I, I just, t- I'm not going to Vegas. Did I tell you that I got more intel on what it is? No. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So it got dropped to me drunkenly. So one of my friends has kind of been making a joke that it was going to be Croatia or Japan, which is not going to be. But he said that in front of another friend and my other friend like kind of like he was like, so Gooch, you going to come to uh, Croatia or Japan? And my friend Gooch went, uh, what? I thought it was Tromblant. So I think it's going to be like a kind of snowboard trip. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Where's that? Montreal. Oh, great. You're just outside of Montreal. Great. So I cannot go to that. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. like this is probably not your cup of tea. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, but you'll have be. a thing in town. Totally, you'll do something. We in town. will definitely do something in town. Yeah, probably close to May nineteenth. No, you don't want me there because somebody'd mm-hmm. have to babysit me. And, and and that's the thing about a ski trip is like it's not inclusive to everyone. So I'm kind of wondering who's all going to show up. But apparently, more are going to show up than would have showed up for Boston, which was the other idea. You guys I are bizarre. That. Why do you all feel like you have to do? I that? don't know. I really don't know. There's none of that shit in my group. But if there was once, there would be. Nope. More, I think. Nope. Because some of them, some of my best friends are professional artists. Right. And like, or like still students. Right. And okay, like, I see. 
Yeah, and I'm super not into that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think anyway. I don't think there would be any kind of where. Where do you want to take your next trip? What's your next big thing? I don't know. Becky asked me the other day if we were going to go south in the spring, and we spent like a lot of money this year. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It, we I, we would love to do like a European excursion. Sure. It's so expensive. Yeah. Um, and we would also love to do like a big city. We yep. talked about doing like a road trip to Boston, but it's hard. I get my fourth week of vacation in February. Seriously? You do too, I think. How many years? I they count I... part-time yeah. within our union. I thought it had to be 10 now. I, well, I'm, I'll be eight in It'll February. Eight. I was told at work that it's eight. Eight equals four? Uh, yeah. Oh. Within our union. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm... I'll be super disappointed if that's wrong, but I was, I was explicitly told by the person who would tell me Mm -hmm. that it was eight Mm -hmm. and I have a little bit of skepticism. It's definitely not 10. I need to It might be nine because Chelsea Miller got her fourth when she was working with me, Ah, but I think it's eight. Okay. Okay. And that would definitely blow the door wide open. Right. Score. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a living. It's almost like you're getting paid for an extra week that you're not working. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, what what do you think is in store for the next year? More cool <laughs> for, shows? For the next hundred episodes? Good for the next omens. two and a half years. We got high. Good, high good omens is gonna be good omens. Yep, good omens is gonna be good. We're gonna we should we talked about doing a good omens book club. I'd check that book out if you'd be open to it. Oh, I'm down. Okay. Um, I still got to finish Cherry, but I'm so close. I just need to. That's the longest I can imagine someone taking on such an easy book, especially for someone who's read Infinite. Yeah, I just have not been disciplined with this book. Nope. Like I I usually read 20 pages a night when I have a book, and I did that for the first 10 days. I started reading uh, East of Eden. Okay. John Steinbeck. Yeah. It's very nice. It's very very, like nicely written, as you might expect. Sure. You're liking it. Yeah, but I don't know if I know it yet. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to stick. Is it short? No. Very long. Oh, yeah. Horrendously long? Yeah. It's up there. Like over a thousand? No, it's in like the sevens. Okay. Yeah. It's a big book. It's a big book. Big book right there. Yeah. All right. I think we kind of hit a wall here. I think we hit a hundred. We hit a hundred. Good for us. We did it. The century. All right. Do you want to do a century to finish this off? You know, the century drinking game where... You take a hundred shots of beer. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. All okay, right. Cool. All right. We're gonna go do a century. Um, first, I just wanted to mention that the uh, first uh, promotional poster came out for the new live-action Aladdin movie, which stars uh, Will Smith, as, Will Smith the genie. as the genie. So he said he s- tweeted like, "Y'all excited to see me blue?" <laughs> Did he say that? And I was like, "Nope, don't trust you." Do you think we can like consistently do a thing where we tell him that we don't trust him on different social we media platforms? We could pick platforms? a new, a new sign off for the next hundred episodes. Oh, interesting. Well, I don't know if we can just have that. Maybe we just need to go in tabula rasa, like completely blank slate, and wait for an organic. And wait for something to. Well, maybe to it'll hit. happen in the next one because we've just finished the first hundred. It's not like we've yeah. started the next hundred. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Well, maybe we'll use it. Maybe we won't. We'll find out. I'm ready to retire it. It's getting tough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's getting hard to come up with something. Uh, in the meantime, though, yep. uh, at least if, at least for now mm-hmm. uh, and ongoing. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust.
never trust Will Smith. Never, ever, ever. Never trust Will Smith. I would never trust Will Smith after that shit. <laughs> never trust Will Smith. Never. Never trust Will Smith. Never. <laughs> never trust Will Smith. So what you're saying is, never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs> never trust Will Smith. Man, he's a <laughs> sketchy guy. And he's out there trying to get our trust. Yep. But what should we do? <laughs> oh, God. Say it with us, everybody. Never, Never trust, trust Will Smith. Will Smith.